Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but why? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> This is our fucking city, and nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. Uh, everyone's gone. Nobody's here except for Jake. Uh, I almost said Coley. Uh, Pete, uh, where is he going? He's like traveling for work or something. I think Pat's traveling. Pete's doing hockey stuff. Pat, yeah, we were supposed to record last night, but Pat's parents were at his house until like one o'clock in the morning or something. Uh, Pete's doing hockey, and Tyler's at Sports Hub today. And it's, it's just me and Jake. <clears throat> it's just me and Jake talking talking socks today. <laughs> Uh, I threw a tweet out there right before we hit record asking for questions because this is going to be fucking, this is going to be rough. I, I was saying this to Jake before we started the show. Um, I don't think Steve ever missed a podcast. I don't think he missed one. And then Coley might have missed one or two because of like the birth of his child or something like that. Like those two dudes never miss shows. And I'm not saying, I'm not blaming Pete, and Pat, and Tyler. They have other things. Pat owns bars. Pete has a job at Bally Sports. And Tyler works for the Sports Hub. It's, <clears throat> it's, their, it's their side hustle. Uh, Coley and Steve, that was, that was also their baby. So, yeah, it's going to be me and Jake today. And uh, we're going to do the best we can because I don't think I've ever... I mean, not that this is a solo show. I mean, people fucking... People love you, Jake. Yeah, I got some play on the subreddit. Yeah, you, uh, you're a big-time fan favorite. At some point, there's probably going to be Jake merch. I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, but you're quickly becoming a cult hero in this, in this podcast space. So, um, <clears throat> all right. I guess... Uh, I guess before we before we do anything, we got to give a big shout out to DraftKings. Um, I, you know what I want to start doing is when I put my picks out for DraftKings, which is twice a week now. I think we're up to twice, sometimes maybe even three times a week. I put out these parlays, and I feel like two out of three always hit, or there'll be like two will hit, and then one game is a rainout. I should just be like, hey, if you want to do these as a parlay, you can, but maybe bet them individually. Because <laughs> like, like it's two out of three every fucking time. I don't. It's it blows my mind, and people will get so mad. They'll just be like, dude, what the fuck do you mean? Like you suck. You suck at making picks. I'm like, dude, no, I don't. Percentage wise, doing pretty good, but parlays, those are hard. Of course, they're hard. That's why you. Get, that's why the fucking odds are better. <clears throat> I think uh I think if if you're someone that gets angry at another person for their inability to predict the future, you got to look within. You have to look within on that one. Don't blame me. 
I mean, it's not like I'm just waking up and throwing fucking darts at a dartboard being like, those are the picks that I'm going with today. Uh, what I'm doing, I'm doing my research. I'm looking at data. I do my own research. Even the, there's, there's researchers that have reached out and been like, hey, like, let me help you with your picks. And like, I, I, it's like, no, no, no. I've, I've got plenty of data that I can look at myself. And uh, more often than not, I would say individually, my picks are doing better than 50%. Is that fair or unfair, Jake? That's fair. I think if you were betting all your picks individually, you'd be up money this year. Yeah. It's like, it'll just be two out of three. Two out of three. We'll do these fucking three-leg parlays. I mean, I mean if you want to do the parlays, do the parlays. I think that's a rush to hit two legs and be sitting on that third one being like, all right, just got one more, one more. By the way, speaking of uh, speaking of these parlays, uh, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, we'll be doing the stream. Well, we'll be starting the stream from my apartment. So what's the, the 16th? May 17th will be the debut of the, of the live stream. I don't know what we're calling it. We'll figure something out in terms of what to call it. However, uh, this live stream is going to be every single Tuesday starting at 7 p.m., the start of the the East Coast slate. And uh, it's going to be... I think the first one's going to be me and Lou, Merloni. We've been talking about this for a while now. Or at least I threw the idea out last summer. And then uh, Barstool was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do nothing with it. So they put that in a little drawer. Never did anything with it. I think they're doing it this year now that I'm not there. But I gave them the idea at the All-Star Game last year. Uh, So now we're going to do it this year here at DraftKings. And the idea is you never know who's going to walk through that door. I think Lou Merloni is going to do the first one. I know Tony Maz has said that he wants to do one. Uh, Will Middlebrooks is in Boston this week, or he's here for a week. Maybe I can get him to scamper over for a little bit. Um, Scott Zolak called me from the clouds and said he wanted to do one. Uh, Mark the Beetle Bertrand, who I saw over the weekend, he he's in to do one. So yeah, I, I, my hope, my hope is that there it's just complete chaos. There's no schedule. It's just going to be a situation where. Um, I guess other Boston sports personalities or Red Sox personalities or blogger, whoever, whoever wants to do it, we'll see what we're doing over here and just pop in and be like, hey, I want to be a part of that. So I think it's going to be great with Lou, though, because Lou is going to treat it like a Manning cast. Like he's going to be watching the Red Sox game with me, breaking down the game while uh, eight other MLB games are going on at the same time. And how late will it go? I don't know. I don't want to keep Jake at my apartment all night. What time do you think we should shut it down? Like fucking... It's got to be like a feel thing. Like it can't be a time thing. Yeah, I don't think... If there's like a big moment in a game going on at like 1130, we can't just call it. But Right. I think, yeah, it's more on feel. I'll go all night because I mean, I'm going to be there anyway. But I don't want to keep you all night. And obviously, Lou Merloni's got kids. So it's like, yeah, if you want to pop in, pop in. <clears throat> but uh, I think I'm down to go till whenever because there's obviously there's going to be good pitching matchups that 
don't even start until 10 o'clock. So we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm most excited to see who offers up their participation. Who's like, hey, I want to get in on that. Um, I think we're going to be posting clips to Twitter. Is that is that what we're doing? We're like we're gonna have like the actual live feed, but then we're gonna be like clipping stuff off and putting it on Twitter. Yeah, we can. If something big happens, we can clip it and be like, "Hey, come listen to us talk about this that just happened." Two seconds yeah, ago. yeah. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. One of the, the one of the many things uh, <clears throat> that I'm pumped to be doing with DraftKings. And speaking of DraftKings. Who, by the way, uh, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Uh, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during MLB season? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many bases will be stolen, total runs, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. Bet just $5 and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That is promo code Jared at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions re- apply. Uh, see the show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. <clears throat> um, okay, this is uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be weird to talk about this Ranger series because we're gonna be handling hey, we're gonna be handing out some uh, some Clark's ketchup here and. Usually there would be a panel of people to vote on this. I mean, it's going to be me and you, Jake. The Clark's Ketchup MVP will be decided. Uh, but I still like. There's just still a weird feeling surrounding the Red Sox right now, uh, coming off that series. Like I would have much rather have lost the first game and won and won the next two. Like that. Taking two out of three wasn't good enough. The fact that they lost the last game going into the recording changes the vibe of the recording. If like if they had won, if they had lost the first game and won the next two, we're having a much happier podcast. The fact that they lost the last game and it was a game. I'm not. I'm not going to label the last game as a game that they should have won, but it's definitely a game that they could have won. They definitely could have won that. Uh, what was it? Fucking, it was one to one going into the bottom of the sixth. So very much a winnable baseball game. Uh, I, I kind of had a feeling that it was going to be the Martin Perez revenge game just because, uh, having, having talked to Martin last year, I think it might've been the day after they told him that he was going to the bullpen. They were taking him out of the starting rotation. I mean, he was pissed. I think he he's a guy that has a lot of pride in himself, in his ability. Um, <clears throat> so I think when the Red Sox told uh, told Martin Perez, "Hey, uh, your services are no longer needed 
in the rotation. We're putting you in the bullpen. What your role is, don't really know. We're just kind of keeping you on the roster, and this is the only place that we can put you. We have no idea like what you're going to be doing. Maybe you're going to be a mop-up guy. Maybe at, who knows? We don't know. <clears throat> I mean, a guy like Martin Perez, not gonna, that's not going to sit well with him. And I get that. Uh, I feel like at some point, you're going to have to have that conversation with yourself to, to, I guess, get over it quickly. Be happy that you're still on the roster type deal. But the conversation that I had with Martin Perez after getting moved to the bullpen was, hey, there's still going to be some big fucking outs there in that role. Like if you can prove to be dependable and reliable as a lefty that can throw 96 in the Red Sox bullpen, uh, at the time, the Red Sox weren't a slam dunk to get to the postseason, but they were in the hunt and the optimism was high that they were going to get there. So I tried to, you know, change his perspective and say you you might you very well might be in a position to get some of the biggest outs of the season in this new role and that's how you have to look at it he's like you're right so i know that he was upset about how things played out towards the end of his red sox tenure because uh he was happy to be here this wasn't just like a stop uh on the road of the career of martin perez this was um this was a place that he wanted to be. And I know that when he signed back with Texas, he was like, oh, I'm back home. And, you know, this is, I get it. You know, he's a big time catered to the fans guy. And I love that. I love that he cares about the fans approval. A lot of guys just don't give a shit. A lot of guys are like, give me a paycheck. I'm going to go up there, get my four ABs and go home. Martin Perez, he's different. He, he wanted to engage with the fans. He cared about the fans liking him or not. Um, so I, I had a feeling that he was going to pitch with a little more fuck you against the Red Sox. And he did. He went six innings, five hits, one earned run, couple walks, and he punched out seven. And it's not even just that he's having uh, a revenge game against the Red Sox. He's having a great year overall. ZRA is down to two. Two zero one is what he's doing this year. So... uh yeah, I guess if there was one game that the Red Sox were going to lose, I would have preferred it to have been the first game just so we could get a win coming into the podcast. But the other part of me is happy to see Martin Perez get his moment to be like, hey, fuck you. I'm, yeah. I mean, obviously, I predicted the Red Sox to sweep. I think Pat Light had two out of three. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Does anyone else have two out of three? I think just Pat. Just Pat. <clears throat> Pat had two out of three, uh, so he's correct. I had the sweep. Felt good. I honestly felt good going into Sunday. I was like, you know what? I could see, I could see Martin being too pumped up. When you kind of have too much energy going or, or adrenaline, that can work against you. And... I, I had a feeling that he was going to have that mindset. The fuck you guys. You guys made a mistake. You should have kept me. And maybe maybe he was right. Maybe he was right. Because I, I don't know the timeline of events here when Martin Perez signed with uh, Texas. 
but I'm assuming it was before because the Chris Sale injury was super late. So I'm going to look it up right now. When did he sign? March 14th. So that's kind of late. That's kind of late. Chris Sale rib injury. Uh, March 16th. It was the same. Oh, it was two days later. Okay. It was two days later. So Martin Perez signed with the Texas Rangers on the 14th. And we found out about the Chris Sale rib injury on the 16th. Although I would imagine the Red Sox didn't find out about the rib injury on the 16th. That's when we found out. I don't know. So, not that I'm complaining about the rotation. I'm not. I'm not complaining about the rotation. I actually threw that stat out. Uh, was it yesterday? And people were... By the way, my, my fucking mentions, Jake, are brutal. I can't tweet about anything. Like I could tweet a picture of a dog. And all the fucking replies are going to be about uh, the Yankees being in first place and the Red Sox being in last place. Like these fucking... The Yankee fans are... They're absolutely relentless this year. <clears throat> this is what I tweeted. I said, Nathan Avaldi, Rich Hill, Michael Walker, and Garrett Whitlock have combined for a 250 ERA, a 102 whip, and an 880 strikeouts per nine this season. Keep in mind, Nick Pavetta has a 245 ERA, a one whip, and a 941 strikeouts per nine over his last four starts. And then some dickhead had the audacity to say that I was cherry picking. And I said, cherry picking the entire fucking rotation? Nathan Avaldi, Rich Hill, Michael Walker, Garrett Whitlock have combined for a 250 ERA. Nick Pavetta, over his last four starts, he's made seven, has a 245 ERA. That's your entire rotation that's dealing right now. Dealing. And I know Michael Walk is hurt. Fine. But Nick Pavetta uh, in the series opener goes seven innings, three hits, one earned run, four strikeouts in a victory, seven to one. And then you have um, Rich Hill go six plus, seven hits, two earned runs, no walks, four strikeouts. So it continues. The Red Sox rotation is getting it done. Uh, am I going to sit here and say I wish they signed Martin Perez back? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but again, <clears throat> where does he fit? Who, if, like, yes, Michael Walk is hurt right now. Yes, Chris Sale's hurt right now. Um, but if you had Martin Perez, whose spot is he taking right now? Maybe that allows Garrett Whitlock to be your closer. I don't know. But then there's a lot of people saying, oh, that's short-sighted. That's short-sighted to have Garrett Willock as your closer. Well, I mean, the, mark my words. If Garrett Whitlock were the, were the Red Sox closer to start the year and was, was the closer for the entire time, the Boston Red Sox would have a winning record. If they had signed... Then I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna die on this hill because I didn't say it then. Like when Martin Perez signed with the Texas Rangers, I wasn't like, "What the fuck are the Red Sox doing? How could you let this guy walk?" That wasn't my stance. So I'm not gonna be super passionate about it. I'm just kind of, you know, it's a little bit revisionist history. Although the Garrett Whitlock piece of it is not. I've kind of been in that camp the whole time. 
I want I I did not want Garrett Whitlock to be a starter. I saw this guy last year. I saw what he can do with electric shit at the back end of the bullpen. We saw what Matt Barnes turned out to be in the second half of last year. And we came into this season having done virtually nothing to improve that back end of the bullpen. So how, if you're not confident in Matt Barnes to be a closer, I'm not saying he can't be a good late innings guy. I think he can be. I'm saying it's the ninth inning. It's a one-run game. You're in Yankee Stadium, and you've got two, three, four coming up. Who's your guy? It should be Garrett Whitlock. If you're viewing him as a starter, fine. <clears throat> but if he if he was this bullpen piece, he's your best bullpen piece, which means that he should be getting the most important outs of the game, which means that if you find yourself in that situation, Yankee Stadium, one-run game, two, three, four coming up, who do you want on the mound? The answer to that question is Garrett Whitlock. But that's that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> That's uh, that's not why the Red Sox lost this series. I know a lot of people want to unload on Ryan Brazier. And to be honest with you, Jake, I don't know. I mean, like, I get the frustration, but I feel like it's a little recency bias. I feel like it's a little recency bias. People are like, Ryan Brazier hasn't been good since 2018. Why is he still on the team? DFA him, release him, whatever you got to do. But I'm looking at it. And he's had he's had a rough go his last couple of appearances here, but here's here's Ryan Brazier's season so far. Uh, this is this is how many earned runs he's allowed per appearance: zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one, zero, 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 one, zero, zero, and then we get to the most recent two, which was he gave up uh, the two runs to the Braves, and then he gave up four runs and fucking two bombs to the Texas Rangers in a loss. But overall, I mean, Ryan Brazier is not the closer. Ryan Brazier is not like, Ryan Brazier is not, he wasn't expected to be coming into this year. He wasn't asked to be at any point this year. So if you're asking me, does he still have a place on this team? It may be a hot take, but his first, his last two appearances, no excuse. Yeah, he's been, he's been terrible. His last two appearances, he has sucked. His last two. But his first 14 appearances, he gave up three runs. He struck out 11 batters in 11 innings, gave up three earned runs, and allowed one homer. <coughs> a 245 ERA. I mean, opponents were still hitting him okay, <laughs> hitting him at, at a 275 clip. So I guess you could maybe see the damage coming. Maybe that was the foreshadowing with Ryan Brazier. And I know that Tyler said, uh, he's like, I can't be there today because I have to work. So just letting you know, like, I, I hate Ryan Brazier and I need you to shit on him. And I was like, well, I didn't respond, but I was like, I don't know that I, I'm not, I'm not really there. I'm not. Like I think when as I was watching him melt down against the Rangers, I, like I'm seeing the reaction on Twitter, and I'm like, all right, I feel like everyone's out on Ryan Brazier, but I feel like that has more to do with, I guess, past seasons. Like 
being disappointed in Ryan Brazier in past seasons versus this year. Like I'm not looking at what Ryan Brazier has done the bulk of this year and saying, get the fuck off my team. I'm not. He's had, he's had a couple of shit appearances. It sucks that they were consecutive. Um, and it's unfortunate that this happened in a 1-1 ball game in the sixth inning, which was what it, it was the bottom of the sixth inning where, where Texas just fucking unloaded on poor Ryan Brazier. But I think the, the other thing to, to consider here is if Ryan Brazier wasn't throwing the ball well for the majority of the season, or at least good enough, does he find himself in a, in a 1-1 ball game? In the sixth inning, in a series that the Red Sox not desperately need to sweep, but it would have been nice. And I guess it doesn't really matter because at that point, it was 1-1 in, in the bottom of the sixth. The Red Sox did not score another run the rest of the game. So we talk about the bullpen. We talk about Garrett Whitlock needing to be the closer of this team. <clears throat> but the the big bad monster, the thing that has has been the Achilles heel of the Boston Red Sox has been their offense all year. If the, how many how many times have have we had a game where the Red Sox lost and maybe someone blew a save in the bottom of the ninth. Maybe someone blew a save in the 8th inning and it was we we could point to the bullpen letting the team down. Could you not still point to the offense as being part of the reason why they lost? Because if you're depending on someone to save the game, you're only eligible for a save if you have a lead of three runs or fewer. So that's kind of where I'm at. The Red Sox in their loss on Sunday went one for nine with runners in scoring position. One for nine. They left nine runners on base. So yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of people that were saying, fuck Ryan Brazier, get this guy off my team. I don't know why they keep giving him opportunities. His ERA is six and a half on the whole season. Sure. His ERA is six and a half. Two appearances ago, it was 245. So he's had a rough go. His last two appearances, he's given up six earned runs in an inning and a third, five hits, three of which were home runs, and he's walked a batter. So that his, if you would look at his numbers on the whole, you're going to say, why? yeah, why is this guy on the Red Sox? We're trotting out a reliever with, a, with an ERA. It's got a, he's a six and a half. The FIP is a, is a five, seven, eight. This guy stinks. Well, that's, that's what... That's what the life of a reliever is. You fucking you can be you could be outstanding and then you have one dog shit week and it fucks your numbers up for the whole year. It does. I mean you're if you're only throwing uh whatever it is, 60 innings. That's that's what it's gonna do to you. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I'm putting Ryan Brazier in any uh, tight spots anytime soon. Obviously, he's not throwing the ball well right now. But am I at a point where I want him off the team? I'm not. Uh, 
I think I think he has done a fine job, a fine enough job up until the last couple of appearances. Um, but the Red Sox did win this series, Jake. They won the series. Why does it feel like doom and gloom? Oh, because the Yankees never lose. They never lose baseball games. It's fucking nuts. It, it makes me just want to like, like fast forward to the playoffs and, and see how they blow it because there's what team besides the 2018 Red Sox are just fucking throttling everyone and then win a championship. Something goes wrong at some point. The season, and that's why, that's why I, and I've made this point before. That's why I know that young people are watching baseball, specifically Yankee fans, because you wouldn't be this, this like, celebratory in mid-May. It's a long fucking season. The World Series is five months from now. And you've got these fans that are obviously very young that haven't been around the block yet. Things happen. Injuries happen. Slumps happen. It is what it is. The schedule. The grind of a 162-game season for, for these athletes. It gets to be a little bit much, and that's why they call it the June swoon, the dog days of summer, and I, I'm not predicting that the Yankees will fall apart at some point this season. I'm just saying, I don't know what, like, do they have, they've got to have like a fucking 800% uh, winning percentage. Like, what the fuck is their winning percentage right now? 735. You mean to tell me you think the Yankees can sustain a 735 winning percentage? No, I don't think so. But that's not to say that they're not really fucking good. They are. You know who's got a better run differential than them, though? The Dodgers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that there's such a damper on this season for a multitude of reasons. One, obviously, being the Red Sox record. The fact that uh, the Baltimore Orioles might be one of the worst run franchises in professional sports, not just the game of baseball. The Baltimore Orioles might be one of the worst run franchises in professional sports. And entering play today on Monday, May 16th, 2022, they do have a better record than the Red Sox. And in the beginning of the season, when it's the first few weeks and, you know, there's, there's a lot of like flukiness to records in the standings the first few weeks of the season. But I mean, it's still early, but it's, it's definitely too late to have a worse record than the Orioles. It is. It just is. I'm sorry. Like that's embarrassing. No offense to Baltimore. Uh, but it, and I mean, the Red Sox know that the executives know that the players know that it's embarrassing to have a worse record than the Baltimore Orioles right now. It's only by a half game that could change tonight. The Red Sox could move into sole possession of fourth place in the AL East. And they're not like, like the Blue Jays are catchable. The Rays are ca- like, it's not a situation where I'm, I'm ready to like, 
again, I said this last episode, I'm not canceling the fucking season. I'm not. I still think that this team is good enough to to do some sort of damage. Um, but they've got to be more consistent. What we saw from the Red Sox in those first two games against Texas, are they capable of doing that on a regular basis? Yeah, they are. Does it help that you played a Texas Rangers team that isn't fucking good? Yeah, of course. But there have been other series on the schedule so far this year that we thought like, all right, this is the series where the Red Sox get their shit together because they've, you know, they're playing a a team that's either struggling or isn't very good. And it didn't go the Red Sox way. You've still got to play the games. And I don't know that like we'll get to the stop and shop look ahead a little bit later, but like I'm looking at the schedule right now. The only other series this year that they've won was the second series of the year against the Detroit Tigers. And back then, we thought the Tigers were good. Like the Tigers were supposed to be good this year. And they're 12 and 23. You're 13 and 21. Like they've been just as bad, a little tiny bit worse than you. But at the time, we thought they were good. Um, there were some series here where I think like that when they played the White Sox, the White Sox came into Fenway and they were scuffling. And then they swept your ass. Uh, they, they've played the Baltimore Orioles and got walked off, but like on their own volition. That was a, a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the thigh that the Red Sox committed in that series against Baltimore, just fucking hucking balls up the uh, the right field line to lose and walk off devastating fashion. That happened. So, but to my back to my point about why this season feels so weird. A the record. <clears throat> this is not a this is not a last place team. Red Sox are not a last place team. They're not a three eighty two winning percentage team. They're not. That's why it's so frustrating when you do see the first two games of that Rangers series. And it's like, yeah, yeah, like that, that feels right. Like that, that's the team that I saw last year at points. Like, remember when we had fun? That was great. I, I, I miss having fun. I miss having sustained periods of fun because even, even like, was that the first time that the Red Sox won back to back games this year? Am I wrong about that? <laughs> Let's see. No, they they won back-to-back games against Detroit. No, they've won back-to-back games before. Okay. They won back-to-back games against Detroit and Minnesota. Um, That's it, though. (laughs) That was the first time that they won back-to-back games in a month since April 17th. That's insane. So, even like I'm saying, even when they win these games... Uh, it it just feels like a temporary escape because we've yet to see them get on a run. They've won back-to-back games three times this year. They've never won three games in a row. Their their longest winning streak is two. So, yeah, I, I feel like there were that last series there against the Atlanta Braves, the series opener against Atlanta. The Red Sox won nine to four. That was the first time that I felt like they had a comfortable lead all year. 
And it might, that might have been true. That might have been the first time that they had a comfortable lead. And it just felt like, it felt like taking a timeout. It felt like coming up for air in, in a season that has been absolutely miserable and dreadful to watch. That first game against Atlanta felt like a little vacation. It was like, ah, wow. That's what it feels like to, to watch a team that doesn't fucking suck. And then you have this series against Texas. And, uh, you know, the first two games, you're like, all right, we're getting somewhere with this. We are getting somewhere. 7-1, fucking 11-3. This is the Red Sox team that I'm, that I'm used to seeing. This is the team that I expected to see this year. And then you have the, the bullpen meltdown with Brazier. And the offense does nothing. You score one run, have the bullpen meltdown. You lose 7-1. You're denied the sweep. And uh, once again, your longest winning streak of the entire season remains at two consecutive games. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's like I, I want to be able to take the positive out of this Ranger series. I want to be able to say uh, kind of what I tweeted. I tweeted the Red Sox won a series sweeping any team regardless of... Uh, their talent level is always going to be hard. Sweeps are hard. Uh, so I'm going to take the series win. I'm going to. I'm not going to be. Uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. The Red Sox have had a tough go to start the year. I'm not going to sit here and be upset that they didn't sweep a team. Did they win the series? Yes. Okay. I'm happy about that. I'll take it. I'm actually. I'm not happy about it. I'm not. But uh, I'll take it because I have to. Like, I don't have a choice here. And I think <clears throat> adding on to the list of why the season feels so weird, you've got A, the Red Sox record. B, the fact that the Orioles have been able to play to a level that they have a slightly better record than the Red Sox. It's I think when a lot of people projected the standings for this year, a lot of people had the Red Sox in fourth place. I think a lot of people felt like, okay, the Yankees, whatever, pick your order. A lot of people wanted the Toronto Blue Jays as the first place team. They're in third. Toronto, New York, Tampa, whatever combination. And then a lot of people had Boston, fourth. And then, and then the Orioles. I think the fact that the Red Sox have been so bad, the Yankees have been so good, not just within the division, but the best team in baseball this year. They're just dominating everybody. Then you have the Orioles being assholes and playing to a level where the Red Sox are in last place, not just fourth place. They're in last place. And then the other factor here is that the Bruins before uh, Saturday, was it Saturday, game seven? Yep, it was Saturday. The Bruins were playing in the... Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, which are the most exciting playoffs in sports, going to a game seven against Carolina. And then you have the Celtics knocking off the Milwaukee Bucks. And before that, you had the storyline with Kyrie and the Nets. So, you know, I think like Netflix said that their competition is sleep. They're competing with sleep. 
It's like you have all these, like you have like live sports and you have like other streaming services. And Netflix is like, no, 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 we compete with sleep because there's so many other options. But if you're sitting there and, and in bed late at night, we want you to choose Netflix over that extra hour of sleep. As it pertains to Boston sports, if you have the option to watch the Boston Bruins, who are no longer an option, but up until a couple of days ago, they were. The Boston Bruins, the Boston Celtics, both in the playoffs over a last place Red Sox team. What are you going to choose? A lot of people uh, are diehard baseball fans. So they're going to watch the Red Sox no matter what. I appreciate those people. But then there are a lot of people that are just sports fans. There's baseball fans. There's certainly football fans. There's hockey fans. And there's, I guess, basketball fans. But if you're a Boston sports fan, you like to watch it all. You're probably not tuning into the Red Sox season until... The Celtics are eliminated or win a championship. The Bruins are eliminated or win a championship. And you'll tune in to the Red Sox for a few months. And then maybe once September rolls around, then then you're back into football mode. Like I, I understand that. Like I've definitely noticed a a dip in interest around this team. And how could you how could you be like, what what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you're not interested in the Red Sox? What? <laughs> like, this team... Uh, like, I hate when this happens. It's always so awkward. Like, this obviously isn't my first go-around uh, doing a podcast when the Red Sox suck. I mean, Section 10 was born in a last-place season, 2015. <clears throat> that was miserable. Uh, 2019 was miserable. And then like, you know, for different reasons, there were other moments that were miserable. Like when John Farrell, I mean, John Farrell fucking hated us, hated us, uh, me specifically, but any affiliation with section 10, John Farrell was not pleased with that. So it was just awkward to like, be like rooting for a team that you couldn't really like, I'm rooting for the jerseys, not so much the people. Like there is so much like animosity and awkwardness between like me and like some of the guys that were on the team. And it it took years. It took years before we got to a place where it's like, oh, everyone, like we're all good now. Like we're we're friends. This is great. And then 2018 was the best thing that ever happened to the podcast. <clears throat> they won a championship. We bridge gaps with relationships. We mend fences. Uh John Farrell's fired. Alex Core is hired. Um, everything was great. And then 2019 happens and it's like, ah, fuck. Like we can't even get like, it's, it's like the seasons have been like a microcosm of, of this season. Like you can't even get like back to back great years. It's always just like, all right, and I'll take it. Trust me. I'm not complaining. I'll take the whole like suck, suck championship, suck, suck, suck championship. Like I'll take that. It's just, I don't know. Part of me wishes Part of me would like to see what it would be like to like do a podcast that covers a team that's kind of like great in the regular season all the time. And maybe you don't win that championship every four years. 
because it's it's hard to maintain interest. Like we're trying to get people to listen to the podcast every single week. Uh and it's hard to do that when the team sucks. And it's hard to do that when you have other options in the market, like the Celtics and the Bruins being in the playoffs. People are excited about the Celtics right now. You absolutely should be. That's a fucking really exciting team. And it's been, a, I guess, I guess you could say it's been a while since they won a championship. It feels weird to say that because it feels like yesterday, um, like watching, you know, Pierce and, Ray Allen and KG winning a championship. It's like I still have memories of that, but apparently, apparently that's that was a long time ago. Um, so I get it. So I guess, uh, like psychologically speaking, um, it's been a weird year. Like it's been a weird year. Like obviously, me coming to DraftKings. Uh, that's a big change. I moved. That's a big change. And then it just, I don't, I haven't settled in with the Red Sox yet. Like there's been a lot of change in my life personally. And the one constant in my life, like that, that escape, that comfort for me has been the Red Sox, but that's not there for me either. Uh, doing this show has been an escape for me. And a place of comfort. I don't have Steve and Coley either. So a lot for me has been weird this year too. Um, but I, we got Jake. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. You bet your fucking ass we do. Um, if you were to pick a Clark's ketchup MVP for this series, Jake, where are we, uh, where are we going? Uh, I think I got to go with JD. Yeah. He went five for 11 with three walks and like you were talking about the offense being a huge problem this year so far it just feels good to, to have our guy kind of go off like that for one week yeah jd martinez uh i saw <clears throat> he he's now like said it publicly that he went to ownership and said hey i want to fucking stay here and how many like fans fans are always like when it, whenever there's a big free agent signing right um you've got like Pablo Sandoval perfect example that dude didn't want to fucking be here you just gave him the most money Carl Crawford did not want to be here hated it you just gave him the most money and he came here JD Martinez is one of the best if not still the best. I mean, like Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, sure. Uh, but JD Martinez is also one of the best hitters on your team. And you suck. And he's still telling you, I want to be here. Keep that guy here. What the fuck? And he only wants to play like a few more years. JD is not, he does not want to play into his 40s like Nelson Cruz. JD wants to play a few more years. I think he's one of those guys that he prides himself on his ability to play at an elite level. So he doesn't want to be 39, 40 years old hitting 217 with a with a 640 OPS. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to be great for a couple more years and then he wants to call it a career. Nothing wrong with that. 
And the Red Sox should give him every ability to do that here. And for whatever reason, and I've said this before, there's been this weird, just like, he was great in 18, great in 19. He sucked in 2020. And then he was great again last year. And now he's great again this year. But everyone's like hanging on to that 2020 being like, yeah, but like that 2020 season, like he, he, he was showing signs of like aging and not being good. And it's like, Okay, but like, what is what has everything else been? Everything else has been that he's been fucking outstanding. You found a dude that is a middle of the order bat who we know makes everyone else better. We know that he's made Rafael Devers better, and he's gonna get over three hundred million dollars. I'm not saying it's all because of JD, but has JD made Devers better? Yes. Have there been other guys in the lineup that have? Uh, sought out the help of JD Martinez for help? Yes. And has he made them better? Yes. So, yeah, that's been another point of contention for me is I get that people want Bogarts to stay. And that was like another thing that came up. I saw that last night that he's, he's now open to negotiating in season again. Get that done. What the fuck? Like, you pissed him off with such a terrible offer. <clears throat> at before the season started. I've never seen Bogarts that pissed before, ever. Uh, he was pissed, and he should have been, because if the rumored reports of what the Red Sox offered Bogarts were true, you should have just offered nothing than, than made the offer that you made, because it's insulting. Uh, so if Xander Bogarts is open to negotiating in season, you do it. You get it done. Figure it out. Don't take advantage of his kindness. Don't take advantage of his loyalty. And I've told this story before. Uh, the Actually, I, I think I told this story the last time that uh, he was coming up on free agency or he had like the... It was before he signed his last contract. Uh, when the Red Sox discovered Xander Bogarts as a teenager... They were like talking to him. They were the first team to discover him and talk about signing him to a professional contract. Uh, the Yankees offered Bogarts double. And he said no because the Red Sox found him first. The Yankees offered him double. Xander Bogarts could have been like all the all the memories that you have of Xander could have been negative memories because he would have been doing that in the Bronx the entire time. Or maybe they were the fucking Yankees were so dumb they would have just traded him for fucking uh Aroldis Chapman. Um so this is this is I guess pretty important to note that he's willing to uh negotiate during the season because previously it looked like he was pretty pissed off, did not want to talk to the Red Sox. And then you had the report, which again, I called as bullshit. The John Heyman report uh, that said he spoke to Bogart's friend and the friend said that he's gone. I was like, that's fucking bullshit, dude. It's bullshit. And now he's he's willing to talk to the Red Sox again. And that's not to say that, I mean, just because he wants to talk to the Red Sox again doesn't mean that he's going to stay. And it certainly doesn't mean that he's going to take a hometown discount because A, he's already done that. And B, fuck you for making me an insulting offer. 
in the first place. I'm willing to listen to you. I'm willing to let you make me a fair market value offer. Sure. But if you don't do that, then I'm going to free agency and I'm not going to fucking take a penny less than I should. Nor should he. He's a two-time champion. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. Consistently one of the best hitters in baseball. I think I tweeted it the other day. It was like, uh, he's one of five players since the start of 2019 to have a batting average of 300 or better with an OPS of 890 or higher. It was like him, Mike Trout, Freddie Freeman, Cattell Marte, and Juan Soto. Those were the five. To hit 300 or better with an 890 OPS or better since the start of 2019. Xander Bogarts, Mike Trout, Juan Soto, Freddie Freeman, Cattell Marte. And you're going to dick that guy around? I don't think so. Uh, JD Martinez for that series hit 455 with a 1390 OPS. So Clark's catch up MVP, Julio Daniel. Good job, Julio. Congratulations. Um, I'll have to get him a bottle of ketchup. Send it over to the Red Sox clubhouse. Uh, do we want to do some Twitter questions before stop and chop? I'll try and burn through them quick. Yeah, I got some loaded up here. All right. <laughs> um, first one, how's Jerry Slapchop doing after Saturday? That was tough. It was a tough loss for old Jerry. Uh, I'm just glad that I didn't get blamed. I thought for sure that I was going to switch my Twitter name to Jerry Slapshot, tune in for Game 7 of the Bruins in Kane's uh, series, and then they lost. And I thought people were going to be like, oh, it's your fault because you fucking... That's the game that you watch. I've been watching. I just... I don't... Uh, I don't want to hop on to certain bandwagons just because I didn't... Like, I admittedly did not pay much attention to the Bruins during the regular season. I went to a couple of games... Um, I, th- I think that that's kind of like the, where you draw the line on bandwagon fans. Like if you went to a game, you can, you can root for that team in the playoffs openly. And I, I went to a couple games. I, I invested time and money and no, I did. People would be like, Oh yeah, you invested time and money. Yes. I bought those tickets. They were not a gift. I wasn't invited. Um, I bought those tickets. And I've, I also went to a Celtics game. I went to the KG number retirement ceremony with Coley. So I've got a, I've got a ticket to ride here, Jake. I, if I want to root for the fucking Celtics openly now that the Suns are out, which was shocking, going down in seven games to the Mavs, I was, I was appalled that the Suns, uh, turned in such a piss poor performance. Um, uh, against Dallas. So, what else we got? Uh, what's more likely to happen? Red Sox sweep a three-game set or the season win the championship? Ooh. Um, let's see. In that timeline, let's just say it's like mid-June. Um, can, they, can they sweep the Astros? No. Four-game series against the Mariners? No. In Chicago? No. Four, five games against the Orioles? No. Here's here. Okay. So 
May 31st to June 1st, they have a two-game series with the Cincinnati Reds, the literal worst baseball team of all time. They threw a no-hitter <laughs> and still lost. They're that bad. Uh, people will be like, well, how did that happen? I think it was like three walks and a, uh, a ground out. So no hits. They, they threw no hitter and still lost. If that's the, the fact that they're the worst team of all time and it's a two game series. If they don't sweep that series, then I don't know what to tell you, Jake. Uh, next up, we got how long until Albert Pujols has a lower ERA than Pat Light? Ooh, does he already? He must. Does he not? Did he give? I, I don't know if he gave up a run or not. He did. He gave up like three home runs. <laughs> still could uh, be lower. Still could be lower. Um, <clears throat> his ERA is thirty six. His ERA is thirty six. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll take that long to get it below what Pat's is, though. Um, okay, we got a. Keep one, send one to the moon, and kill one. Barnes, Brazier, Crawford. We have to wait. Send one to the moon, kill one, and keep one? Yeah, so two people are dying, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, life is sustainable on, on the moon. <clears throat> I don't want to kill any of them. I guess... If I were to send anyone to the moon, I would I would send Cutter Crawford and Ryan Brazier to the moon and keep Barnes. Yeah. Um, we got some guy over here in a sticky situation. He's married to a Yankees fan, mm-hmm. and he's locked in a battle with his wife to try to get their two-year-old to be a fan of either the Red Sox or the Yankees. He said he has a lot of Red Sox merch. They live in Jersey, but how does he win the fight? This is an easy one. Uh, Don't force it. Because if that child feel, I mean, like, what do do kids do? They rebel against their parents. So if you're the dad, you're the Red Sox fan, and mom's a Yankee fan, and mom is trying to force Yankee fandom onto him or her, is it a son or a daughter? Uh, Didn't say Okay. Uh, If you're trying to force Yankee fandom onto this child, one day they're going to grow up and want to rebel against that. And how do you do that? Oh, Ma, yeah, you want me to be a fucking Yankee fan? Well, guess what? Now I'm a Red Sox fan. Fuck you. Me and dad are going to Fenway. And he's probably, he or she is going to grow up and be like, well, which team... Which team has won more? Like, what's the better team? Well, the Yankees have won 27 championships. I'm like, all right, cool. When was the last one? 2009. All right, I wasn't even born yet. Uh, The Red Sox have won way more, more recently. All right, yeah, yeah. I'm a Red Sox fan. It's way cooler. Like, oh, this team has a no facial hair policy? That seems sick. Yeah, that seems really fucking cool. Anyways, go Sox. Uh, What's the name of this podcast? Uh, It's the name redacted. Podcast America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. Yep. Um, who's your favorite non-Sox Boston athlete? 
non Sox Boston athlete. Uh, hmm. Um. Wow. I mean, right now, uh, Bergeron's a free agent, right? Yep. Ooh, so he can't even be an option. Hmm. Probably Pasternak. I mean, it's 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 close between like Tatum and Pasternak, but I feel like everyone's gonna say Tatum, so I'll show some love to Pasta. I got Grant Williams after yesterday. Wow, it's a great pick. Um, people are requesting a Pat Light series prediction to try to keep the hot streak going. Oh, should I ask him? Yeah do we do we call him up or shoot him a text? I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna, I mean. How many has he gotten in a row? Oh, his phone's not even on. All right, so the streak ends. Either that or we, uh, I guess we just postpone it. I don't think that him not being here counts as a miss. No, I think he needs to make a prediction and have it not hit. Right. To be canceled. Agreed. Um, Is it realistic to think at any point this season we'll be having fun with this Red Sox team? I think that it's possible. Yeah. I yeah. Because there's like I said, there's no way the Yankees are going to continue playing 800 ball. They're going to have maybe it's not like a sustained slide. Like they're not going to lose fucking 15 games in a row. Um but I could see some stretch where they lose like 9 out of 15. Like the the Yankees will give you an opportunity to put a dent in the in in the loss column, like the number of games back, they will give you an opportunity. You ever play the game Star Fox, Jake? I don't think so. <laughs> back in my day, we had this video game system called Nintendo sixty four, and there's a game called Star Fox, and one of the one of the bad guys, like it was like this big, like metal steel spaceship thing. But then, like, it would have these things that would, like, open up. And when they opened up, you had to, like, shoot the circle inside. And that's how you killed it. Like, that's the Yankees. Like, I don't know why you would have a function that would make you uh, susceptible to, to death and damage. But this spaceship did. And I think the Yankees will eventually have that thing. I think uh, they will give you an opportunity to do damage on them. Maybe not directly, maybe not in a head-to-head competition, but I'm saying when they go on that run of losing 9 out of 15, you've got to win 10 out of 12 or 9 out of whatever the fuck. Uh that opportunity will come. It's just a matter of will they will they do it? Will they be able to win when the Yankees are struggling? Cuz that's that's the season right there. <clears throat> Uh, if the Red Sox cease to exist tomorrow and you had to choose a current team to ride or die for, who would you pick? The Brewers. I mean, I I, I love the Milwaukee Brewers. I love the city of Milwaukee. Um, I think being a Mets fan would be cool because they're just so diehard. But like, they're they're also gatekeepers over there. So 
if if it was known that I've been a Red Sox fan this whole time and then they just poof didn't exist anymore, I don't know that Mets fans would be like, come on over to fucking Queens and be a Mets fan. I think they'd be like, no, you, you're a Red Sox fan. Like, just be like an Expos fan that doesn't have a baseball team anymore. You're just miserable. You don't have a team. Uh, but Brewers fans, they would be like, yeah, like, fuck yeah, come on over, man. So that's, I'm going to stick with my Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, how long is Cora going to let this go on with Kike and what's Kike's path forward? Um, I mean, he already kind of didn't let it continue. Like he already tried Trevor story. He tried Verdugo and like, he's tried other things. It's not necessarily that he's letting it go on with Kike so much as it is like, what the fuck else do I do? Uh, I guess the other, the alternative would be Jaron Duran, right? Like you'd get him up here, but then what do you do with Kike? He's, like you can't option Kike, uh, you put him on your bench. I I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're gonna do there. But I think the impact that Kike can make on this team is substantial when he's going great, especially at a leadoff spot. So benching him is not gonna do you any good. Like it's like Kike is not gonna get it going on the bench. So I think that they're giving him every opportunity that they can to get it going. Um, and eventually, if it's just out of control. And it's just like, hey, this isn't going to turn around, and it's now been months. I think that that's when you give Jaron Duran more of a look than than one fucking game. Um, for the next question, though, these Peacock games, I'm a fan. I didn't think I would be. I didn't think I would be, but I'm a fan. Uh, the early morning Sunday games, it's a great idea. Batter up, and we're not just talking about pancakes. Peacock is taking brunch to the big leagues and putting a new spin on America's favorite pastime. Watch exclusive baseball games every week with MLB Sunday leadoff. All games are available nationwide with no local market blackouts. So you can swing into the action wherever you are, no matter what. And another home run, when you subscribe to Peacock, you'll get access to live sports like Sunday Night Football, Premier League, uh, that's soccer, golf, and WWE, which is true. All the pay-per-views and the network are on Peacock. Plus, hit movies and shows. This isn't in the ad read, but I will say this. Uh, some of these movies get released in theaters, get released on Peacock at the same time. Like Halloween, the new Halloween movie. Uh, when that came out, it was on Peacock. They like brought it out in theaters and they release it on Peacock at the same time. It's pretty fucking cool. Download the Peacock app to take the game on the go or kick back and stream on your favorite devices. Don't miss any... Uh, don't miss exciting matchups all season long featuring exclusive pre and post game coverage with host Ahmed Farid and Jason Benetti with the play by play. Change up your weekend with MLB Sunday leadoff only on Peacock. Go to peacock tv.com slash MLB to sign up now. Jake? Uh, a lot of people have been floating the idea of putting Chris Sale in the bullpen when he comes back. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I I get it from the standpoint of you bring him back. If he comes out of the bullpen, it's only an inning here at a time. But it's also more of a, a stress demand on the arm, the shoulder. The fucking rib, whatever the fuck's going on with him now. Um, you know, if he's a starter and he's giving you the, the four or five innings, whatever they're asking out of their guys these days, 
then he's got his 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 rest days, his five rest day once every five days he can rest. And out of the bullpen, it's like, all right, well, what if we need you to pitch on back to back days? What if we need you to pitch, uh, you know, three out of four days? That's more of a demand, and I guess I would imagine more of a an injury risk. But I mean, I don't think that if, if he did come out of the bullpen, I don't think that um, they would be asking him to do as much or that much. So I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. I I would have to think the Red Sox don't fall on the side of putting him in the bullpen. Can we get an Eastern Conference Finals prediction for Celtics Heat? Um, I like the Celtics in six. I think that after... I think the Bucks Now that the Suns are out, too... I'm not saying that it's a cakewalk to a title, but I think the best team that the... With, with the Suns now eliminated, no disrespect to the Mavs, but I think the best team that the Celtics could have faced now, they've already faced and beaten. So I like Celtics in six over Miami. I like Celtics in four. Ooh. Um, why does the rest of the podcast hate you so much that they can't be bothered to attend? That's a great question. Um. Yeah, I, I, I know why Pat would hate me. I don't think Tyler hates me. Um, I don't think Pete hates me either. But Pat, I would understand. Um, but they've, they've got, they've got their main gigs, man. This is my main gig. It's not theirs. So I can't, I can't be like, what the fuck, when no one can make it because they've got uh they've got their bread and butter gigs and it sometimes not everyone can make it but i actually you know what i thought i was gonna fucking dread doing it by myself i actually kind of like that i don't know how the i don't know how like the listeners are gonna like it they might be like yeah that's too much jared but i mean i i i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i was going to yeah, I mean, obviously helps with me just carrying it too. Yeah, you crushed. <laughs> um, how do you stay mentally stable after watching the Red Sox every day? Uh, I want to say that I don't, but I guess I do. Um, I I I want to say I've looked at my Twitter mentions a lot less this year. Like I just don't fucking look because there's nothing good there. It sucks because you'll definitely miss the maybe one or two people that are like, hey, man, love the show. Like, keep it up. But the other 99.3% of your replies are just people. What are the standings? Last place. Standings, dude. Standings. Last place. Oh, can't beat the Orioles. Blah, 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 blah. It's just it's it's 99 plus percent that. So I think not reading my mentions has been. Uh, a big piece of staying sane while the Red Sox have been in last place. Can we switch Pat's picks back to Pat's 12 pack? I mean, the Section 10 Reddit hates, hates Pat's 12 pack. Hates it. Um, I thought it was funny. I mean, I still like the fact that <laughs> the, the fact that it just kept going and going and going. 
Uh, I guess it fit more for lockout fodder than, I mean, I definitely wouldn't bring back Pat's 12 pack uh, during the season. It would just take up too much time when there's other things that we have to discuss. Um, but <laughs> I'll be damned if I didn't find it very, very entertaining for, for a lockout segment. Pat just going on and on and on trying to scramble to find 12 things to make a list of. I enjoyed that a lot. So maybe maybe it'll come back in the offseason. Pat's 12-pack will be back uh, November 1st. Are the Red Sox or Alex Cora punishing Tanner Houck? He seems to be in the doghouse. Um, I don't know that they're punishing him, but I think maybe the stance is more... Like you, you've made your decision. Now we have to make ours. Like if, if you're not going to get vaccinated, like, you know, the Toronto Blue Jays are a team that if the Red Sox miraculously made it into the playoffs, very conceivably could be a a playoff matchup for the Red Sox. So we're going to build our team around you being a starter. And then if we have to play a playoff game in Toronto, you can't go, you can't play. So. I don't know. I, it, I'm sure I haven't heard anything. Like, usually, if I hear something, I'm not going to straight up tell you, but I'll like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, let you know. I haven't heard anything about Tanner Houck uh, and his place in the clubhouse and the vibes and how he's viewed by Cora or teammates or anything like that. Um, so, but it is interesting. I mean, I, I, I don't think the Red Sox at this juncture are mapping out their postseason roster though um could we get a rundown on your prom night who would you go with or like how was it yeah so i yesterday for anyone that's confused by that question the celtics the celtics pa announcer at the garden was the announcer for my senior prom before we got on the buses to go to the prom he like announced everyone coming out, um, and his daughter. I graduated with his daughter, and he's also a Saugus guy. So what happened was, uh, <laughs> so my prom date. I actually was just texting with her yesterday because I sent her the video. She's married with two kids now. Um, I sent her the video, and she was trying to make her ex-boyfriend jealous and i didn't want to go to prom but i had to because no i did i I only had to go my junior year because i didn't want to go my junior year i had to go because i was president class president so uh i at the time was like not dating this girl's sister but like we were like a thing, but she wouldn't like commit. So I was like, all right, fine. Like if you don't want to be my girlfriend, then I'm just going to go to prom with your sister. So we basically used each other to make other people jealous. She wanted to make her ex-boyfriend jealous. And she was diabolical enough to go with me knowing that like me and her sister were a thing. So that was my prom date. Favorite ballpark besides Fenway? Coors. Spaghettios or ravioli? Raviolis. The fuck? I fucking love cheese ravioli. Taco Bell order. Uh I usually get two 
what is it? Number four, the three soft tacos. I get two of those and then like, uh, like two things of the, the, those like cinnamon balls with the fucking cream filling. And then I get, I don't get Baja Blast. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not a big Baja Blast guy. It's not that I don't like it. It's just I prefer regular Mountain Dew with my tacos. What is your updated Red Sox reliever tier rankings list? So I haven't put that out yet, mostly because I don't trust anyone. I don't trust anyone in this bullpen right now. If Garrett Whitlock is considered a starting pitcher, then there is not a Red Sox reliever that would come into a game where it would shock me if they blew the game. That's not to say that like the Red Sox relievers statistically are doing just fine. It's not a, it, they don't have a disaster of a bullpen. It's just that it it feels like because it's true whenever the Red Sox have needed a reliever to come into a game and get outs because we need these outs to win this game and you like the game us winning depends on you getting three outs before allowing one run. I I don't think the success rate has been very high. So, yeah, I don't I don't trust anyone. If Garrett Whitlock is a starter, there's not a reliever that I trust right now. Uh, last one is, has your butt been having enough fun lately? Oh, man. No. No, I am going to the game tonight, though. So, shout out to SeatGeek. Um, I don't think we have them. Oh, no, we do. We fucking do. Look at SeatGeek. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? No. If not, then it's time to start using SeatGeek. And I will be tonight because I will be at the Red Sox game with my dad. I'm excited to go to the game with my dad. I think we're we're sitting in our seats tonight. Um, so again, thank you, SeatGeek, for hooking it up. SeatGeek is so beloved by butts everywhere. They've made it the highest rated ticketing app. Whether it's concerts, baseball, basketball, football, festivals, or anything else, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. Uh, I'm actually... I would like to go to a Celtics... We should go to a Celtics game, Jake. Yeah. I mean, I I treated my butt real well yesterday and went to Game 7. Did you? Yeah, shout out SeatGeek. I saw you were uh, I saw you were up there. That's let's let's fucking do that. I would be down to go to a Celtics game. Celt- playoff Celtics games are a different breed. That's uh especially like in a game seven. The garden gets fucking loud. Um, but I'm down to do that. We should definitely do that. Uh SeatGeek rates every ticket from zero to ten to make sure you're getting a good deal. Green means good, red means bad. Uh, you can take $20 off your first purchase with promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. That is promo code Jared for $20 off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek, get, get your seat in a seat. Download the app today. Um, so we were supposed to do this podcast last night. We're doing it Monday morning and we're immediately going to do baseball is dead and we've gone a few minutes over. So we already have Dallas sending us the text mail. Where are you? Where are you guys? You said 12. It's 12.03. So we, we're going to, I'm just going to rip through the uh, stop and shop. Look ahead. Uh, Garrett Whitlock versus Jake Odorizzi. And the opener, Nathan Avaldi versus Jose Urquidy. 
And then Nick Pavetta versus Luis Garcia in the finale. The Astros are 22 and 12 this year. Jake Odorizzi's been good. Not a big strikeout guy, but he's got an ERA in the threes. Uh, Jose Arquiti, about a four and a half ERA. Um, and Luis Garcia's got a sub three. I mean, we're missing Verlander and we're missing uh, fucking Framber. So that's good. Um, I'm happy that if the Red Sox odds would be much worse if they were getting uh, Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez. They're not. But that's not to say that this is going to be a walk in the park. Um, this team is really fucking good. Uh, I think the I think the Astros take two out of three here. I think the Red Sox sneak a game somehow. Jake, they're they're getting swept. They're getting swept. The Red Sox are getting swept. Uh, all right, enjoy this super easy series against the Houston Astros at Fenway Park. Uh, we'll be back on fucking what's it on over on Wednesday? Yeah. All right, we'll be back late Wednesday, maybe uh, early Thursday. To, to break down, what's this the fucking four game series against Seattle, huh? Sweet. All right. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Enjoy this series against the Houston Astros. The Red Sox are going to try their best, and hopefully, people are here for the next show. Bye. Buenas noches, amigos.